Hello, and thank you for checking out the brand new episode of This Is Just a Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Just a few quick reminders before we get started with this episode. I want to remind everybody that not only can you listen to this podcast on Spotify, but we're also available on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. That being said, why don't you go over to our Facebook group at This Is Just A Phase for updates on current and past episodes, uh, touring schedules, merch opportunities, and whatever else we feel like putting up on that site. If Facebook isn't your thing, you can also head over to our TikTok at T-I-J-A-P Podcast for a lot of that same information. Well, since Christmas is just around the corner, why don't you get your loved one something special? I don't know, maybe some punk rock. Go head over to thisisjustarecordlabel.bandcamp.com and check out the brand new 28-song digital compilation called This Is Just A Digital Compilation, featuring 28 bands from all across Ohio and Pennsylvania and including some of your favorites, such as Kelsey Badgrammer, Lame Ass Dads, Gatlin, Less Than Expected, Vermins, Rocky Dennis Face, and tons and tons more. It's available on sale for just $3. Yes, you heard me right. Just $3. And you can also find great releases from Gatlin, Letters, The Plan B's, and The Prozac's that are all available on that site. Again, it's this is just a record label.bandcamp.com. That being said, let's get started with this episode. Jay, let's go. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no vision to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day wake up with the same old On this fun, relaxing episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Amy Brady Morris of Allegedly Records, Punk Box, Ska Box, Beyond the Pit, and Scene a Shining Scene. We chat about her growing up in Northern California, her getting married young, how she got exposed to punk by her husband, realizing she could have a life outside of her kids as they got older, and reclaiming getting back to seeing shows and her eventual partnership with Brie and Chris at Allegedly. We also chat about her partnerships with Skybox and Punkbox, the always fun weather conversation that might have gone on a little bit way too long. (laughs) 
And as well as her trying to find time to juggle it all and looking forward to the next year. So sit back and enjoy this very chill episode of This Is Just A Phase. Here's a band from Allegedly Records called Idle Minds with their track Brick by Brick from the EP of the same name. Enjoy. doing today good how are you i'm doing well can you hear me okay yeah you sound really great oh good okay okay uh so what i'll do is i'll just introduce you real quick and then we can start chatting okay perfect okay awesome uh, i'm sitting here with amy brady morris from uh, allegedly records punk box see the shining scene among other things uh amy thank you so much for being on the podcast Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're welcome. I had Brie on a couple months ago, and I was like, you know what? I got to get Amy on, too. It just seems, it just seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> I like when she does them better. I think she, I think she does a better job than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, she, she's great, but just from correspondence on, on Facebook and in our, in our groups and stuff, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I, I had to have you on too, because you're, you're, you know, you're funny too, and you're, you're, <laughs> you're really engaging with things that we talk about and stuff, and I was like, well, I, I want to have Amy on too, like, I like to get her, her side of things and, and her, uh, get to know her, you know, your personality a little bit more, and um, how you how you look at the punk scene and how you look at everything from your perspective. Sure, sure. Well, um, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Now you're, um, you're from California. I am. Um, whereabouts in California exactly? I'm in Northern California. So like North of Sacramento 
um, a couple hours northeast of San Francisco, which is usually a better point of reference for most people. <laughs> yeah, my uh, sister-in-law, she's, she's from uh, near Sacramento. Um, oh. Shasta Lake. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that's um, that's even further north of me. That's yeah. a couple hours north. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's a nice area. Yeah, Redding. Uh, Redding. Uh, yeah. The Lake kind of area and stuff. Too. But yeah, yeah. Her brother live in Vegas now, but that's where she's originally from. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets really hot there, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. I'm, I'm sure it's humid <laughs> up there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, let me ask you a little bit. We're all, you know, you're, we're roughly around the same age. Um, mm-hmm. You're married. Um, you have, you have how many children? I have two, but they're older. I have a 19-year-old and a 22-year-old. Oh, okay. I have three. My uh, my oldest is uh, 17. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I started a little bit young. <laughs> <laughs> I was 24 when my daughter was born, and then I uh-huh. had uh, two more. So I had three kids by the time I turned 30, so... Yeah, I had two by the time I was 23. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's know. nice because now I'm like done and I can, you know, I never had time to go to shows and do all the fun stuff when I was young because I had little kids at home. But yeah. now, you know, I'm only, I'm 42. I have tons of time to do this stuff. And it's nice because now I'm like older and smarter and I have more money. Um, so I think I kind of played it well. I, it wasn't my intention, but. I think it worked out well. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you, and I and I was and I'm glad you said something because mm-hmm. um, I had you know I I had till I was 24, so I I got to go through the whole uh, teenage years of going to basement shows and yeah. playing in bands up until my daughter was born, and then I I, I kind of bowed out. Yeah, um, just because for me I I didn't I didn't have any um, representation of mm-hmm. i didn't have friends who had kids who played in bands so like right was like okay well okay so i so like playing in punk bands was kind of like my college years i mm-hmm. you know i got that experience I got, I got to do all these things now it's time for me to be a parent you know now yeah it's these things and so like i i kind of bowed away but you never got to have those experiences or did you get some while you were in high school <laughs> No, not really. Um, Yuba City, where I live, is (laughs) there's like there are maybe two people that are into punk here. Actually, oddly enough, Cassie, um, who is our third partner with Punk Box, Mm -hmm. also is from Yuba City, but I've never met her. Oh, really? Yeah, she just recently, in the past couple years, moved down to Southern California. But I mean, this is a town of like it's not small. It's sixty five thousand, but it's. I mean, it's a lot of farm stuff, a lot of country music and karaoke around these parts. So okay. the so- fact that there was someone here that like shares the same values as me and I never even met her and now own a business with her is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> but is- um, yeah, no. So I never really had those experiences in high school. Um, and then, you know, at 19, I was pregnant. So you were like um, no no go as far as that was concerned yeah my husband went to a lot he actually did security for a lot of um punk bands in the late 90s so he got to see so many bands he actually um saw link 182 when they were an opener and they were selling their own merch oh wow um, 
yeah and so he got to see like all the like lag wagons and no effects and all the bands that i love now um he got to see them when they played small clubs so no i'm pretty jealous of that <laughs> is he from the same area as you are is he, is he from southern california no, he's from the same area. He's actually from an even smaller town than me, but he would go to Sacramento for to work That's the shows. Okay, and he's no. three years older, so he um he had a little more time. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. Like me and my me and my two older kids' his mom, she was she was twenty when she when she had my daughter. So Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I you know, I took her out of her prime. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I know how that goes. <laughs> Let me ask you, so, you know, even though there wasn't much of a scene going on at the time when you were in school, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm gathering you're probably a lot like me. You got exposed to punk probably through MTV, through that initial wave of of, of that, uh, I guess we would call that the, the, the big boom for the for the for the punk scene in 94. Yeah, um, kind of. But mostly it was my husband uh, when I met him. He oh, really introduced me to it. I just always, music has always been a huge part of my life. And I was just mostly just like a rocker girl, you know. I just loved rock and all kinds of music. But, yeah, punk I didn't really get into until I was older. Okay. So um, what were the what were the bands that he was uh, exposing, exposing you to, like, uh, when you guys got together? Like the ones from the big boom, as you just, like, you know. No effects, rancid, <clears throat> rancid, bad religion, descendants, slagwagon. Um, you know those bands. I tend to like kind of lean more toward the California skate punk sound. Okay. You know, like the Tony Hawk soundtrack is that's my jam. You know that makes a lot of sense of being from California. I mean, yeah, that's what you would probably, you know, have the most access to, or you yeah, know, with your husband being a part of these shows and going to these shows. Right. Yeah gonna turn you on to that kind of music and stuff Definitely. So, um so what were you so what were your what were your favorite bands like what were like what were the ones that stuck out a lot for you was it those those leg wagons those no effects that really caught your attention or yeah yeah or... lag wagon i'd love forever um they're one of my favorites no effects i love too um we listened to them a lot though when i was younger so now it's like uh, there was a major burnout there. Actually, the same kind of happened with Lagwagon. I don't listen a lot now, but when I do, I'm always like, oh, I love this. Um, Descendants, Bad Religion, like I said. Yeah, those are those are some of my favorites. Okay. Well, so let me ask you a question. Fast fast forward years later. Sure. Uh, you're raising your kids. Um, while you were raising your kids, were you were you going to shows that your kids got older? Were you starting to find yourself more getting into um, the scene where things starting to change? Um, Not when they were young. It took a while. The first show we went to, I was 27 after my kids were born. It was the first, like, and we went to see No Effects. Uh, and then I made my husband stay out really late because I decided I wanted to get a tattoo afterwards. Um, and he ended up getting hurt at work the next day, I think because he had lack of sleep, like really, really hurt. He broke his pelvis. Oh. So we didn't go to shows again for a while after that. <laughs> <laughs> but then as they, you know, as they got older, then, you know, more in my thirties, I really started. I just, one day we were sitting here and we were like, 
our kids can stay home. Like, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we not out doing shit? And then, um, right before COVID, we were going to San Francisco, like, you know, two, three, four times a month, um, to see shows. So then everything kind of came crashing down and, uh, I'm kind of back to where I was before and I don't get out a lot now. <laughs> you know, but it, 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 it's funny that you mentioned that because that's kind of similar to me and my wife now. Mm. I mean, our, 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 my youngest is, is with my wife and mm. he's, he's 11 now. Oh, okay. And, um, so like he was starting to get older and, and he was staying with people, you know, he was staying with family more. He he wanted to stay with family, family wanted him to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, hold on a second. I, sure. I'm issue with one of my cats. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. I have all three of my cats in here and I'm waiting for one of them to start acting up. We got a kitten a couple months ago and, oh. <laughs> and, and, an asshole about her Christmas tree. Like she will actually climb up the middle. Yeah. We and, didn't put one up this year for that reason. Yeah. Like I'm starting to regret it. Cause <laughs> I've lost like already like, like six bulbs already. And I have no idea where oh. they, yeah. we didn't put any glass bulbs up this year. Thank God. Yeah. But, I have a plastic um, vandals ornament that I got a few years ago and I don't know where it's been hiding, but that recently made a debut back out in the house. Um, so they must have hidden it under something, but that's been, they've been playing soccer with that for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, as I was saying, once my son got to that age, me and my wife could be like, Hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go to this show? And much like you, you know, right. Mm-hmm. COVID, you know, we were, we were able to go to like punk and draw Blake. We were able to go to, you know, a lot of like local shows yeah and it, it, it was finally freeing to get to that point where like oh i can enjoy this stuff now and yeah uh, really i you know what and my wife's like you know what yeah you this is this is this is what you're used to you know you should be going doing things like this and so like during covid that that's what it was a good good opportunity to me to, to to start doing things that i uh, I've I've wanted to do for a long time, but like now that the kids were old enough, I, there was really nothing stopping me from doing. Sure. It. Yeah. Now is that how you kind of came about doing, um, punk box and allegedly records and stuff? Was yeah, allegedly. I mean, really, just fell in my lap. I um, after COVID shut down, I worked at a high school. Um, you know, obviously that shut down, and then I got a blood clot in my lungs, so I like couldn't be around anyone and I was just stuck in the house and getting super depressed like there were months I couldn't even go outside because the wildfires were so bad and my lungs were just still so messed up oh my god um so when Brie approached me with the record label I was like fuck yes I want to do this (laughs) I want to be a part of this please um and really it changed everything for me like it totally changed my outlook it gave me something to do like that was in itself amazing um and yeah we just kind of went from there um it was very silly to start a record label in the middle of a pandemic um but i feel like it's worked out somehow <laughs> and then punk box kind of just we were working with ska box a lot we were doing comps for them mm-hmm. um so we got to know cassie a little bit um 
and we just kind of i don't know it just seemed like the next step like oh well let's try this with punk well and that seems to be doing pretty well too we just sold out december and we have january's i'm pretty excited about january we have um stupid rat is doing slip mats for record players oh nice. with our logo on them yeah nice that's so awesome yeah i'm really excited for that <laughs>
<laughs> now, you know, you, you mentioned you, you thought it was a silly time to start a label during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I started a podcast and I started a record label during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally 100%. Like, I was worried just like I'm sure you were. It's like, okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People yeah. have nothing else to do but be at home this might actually be the perfect time. Like, even though, you know, a year before we would have thought that was crazy to do. Yeah. That's very true. Especially with the podcast. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that we worried about the most with the pandemic was just that there weren't shows and it's kind of hard to get your name out there when people aren't going out and you just have social media to use Mm -hmm. because really social media advertising sucks. Especially yeah. Facebook. Mm-hmm. I hate Facebook so much. <laughs> Me too. It, you know what? And, it, and it's so tough. Like I, like, I hate it so much. But I had an Instagram for a while. And then I got my Instagram hacked. So I just oh. not on Instagram anymore. Um, because, like, everything was tied to that Instagram. So, like, whatever yeah. I had, like, I couldn't. I would have to change my phone number and all kinds of shit. So, oh. like, whatever. Um But even with Instagram and stuff like that, it was like social media is just, it's hard to try to get like, I've been doing the podcast for in May, it'll be two years. So about a year and a half, I've been doing the podcast Uh and it's like, you can only get your numbers up so much of listenership. Right. Because you're using your major promotional platform is social media. That's how you get the word out, but you can have, at least in the last year, you could you could have somebody you know I don't know six hundred people look at your look at your post, mm-hmm. um, but they want you to boost it even higher. They want right. you to boost it even higher. So then you start to wonder, well, am I reach? Am I really reaching seven hundred people? Because that's not reflecting my listenership. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not understanding how many people are actually getting getting fed my information through social media. It's weird. Yeah, I do social media for all the businesses. So we have Beyond the Pit also, um, which we kind of recently relaunched. And that's just like reviews and stuff. Um, and then I do it for Punkbox and for Allegedly. So I spent a couple years, and I did marketing before that too. Um, so I really study social media. And I've noticed any time that we boost something, right afterwards for like six months, our numbers go way, way down. So mm. they are 100% burying your posts if you're not boosting. And I've also noticed that, um, like, allegedly has, you know, twice the followers my personal account has. But each of my stories gets, like, two, 300 views, whereas allegedly will get, like, 40. Yeah. Um, so they just, they do that to businesses. So I always make sure to share everything on my personal. I'm sure people are really sick of me, but. <laughs> well, whatever <laughs> i own three businesses i well that's just I, what i gotta do i have i have probably the most numbers on my personal account because that's how i you know that's where all my band contacts are you know yeah. bands I've, I've been friends with for over the years like i just that's automatically on my facebook and before yeah that, my facebook has a lot i i actually i was up at five thousand and cut about two. Oh um, wow not quite about the election time when i started seeing some really shitty takes and was like i need to 
Yeah. Some you of, cut this list down. <laughs> yeah, some of them were family too. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to cut you out of here. Like, oh yeah. No, I definitely blocked family during that time. Cause it's, it's weird. Like you mentioned earlier, you're, you're, you're being in Northern California. There's a lot of like country. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and funny story is, um, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm from Western Pennsylvania, but I live in oh, okay. Ohio now. Um, just 20 minutes from where I lived before. It wasn't, I didn't move that far. Mm-hmm. But it, we joke around. There's Pittsburgh in Erie, and there's Philadelphia, and there's Pennsylvania in the middle. Like, uh, that's where that's where all the rednecks and all the yeah the, yeah. Bree talks about that a lot too. That she's kind of like a sore thumb in the middle of I don't know, just red country. <laughs> yeah, she's in a tough. Yeah, she's in a tough location in Central PA. It's like yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> like that that's kind of like the Appalachian mountain stuff like, like make the wrong turn you're you're somewhere you don't want to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah I haven't been there yet I, I'm hoping to visit her at some point because I really have to see this for myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, but here yeah it's very red here too. it's very conservative in this area yeah um, I think I've noticed too about since moving to Ohio um, where I'm at is very red too, but the state itself is a blue state, much like Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's just, there's a lots of, lots of red areas. Yeah. People always think like California, like, oh, so liberal, you know, everyone just wears flip flops and I'm like, you haven't been to where I am. That's, we're not the California that they show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a very small portion of California that's super liberal. And then the rest is not at all. It's they don't understand the big cities might be super liberal, like they think right. of LA, they think of San Francisco, yeah, Diego, Sacramento. It's like it's like the same with us. You people think Pittsburgh, Erie, and Philly, and yeah, anybody who follows the office, they think Scranton, but it's, right. it's not like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we want to pretend it is, but it's there's a oh, lot. sure, yeah, I'd rather people think that, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've got these gun-toned hillbillies running around the middle of the state and you know sometimes right in my backyard yeah it's just it's just one of those things you know like it's you know people's perception of somewhere where they're they're uh, like being on the outside looking in is like way different they're just like oh it has to yeah. be this. it's like no no i wish <laughs> yeah definitely and also when i tell people i'm in california they're like oh you have amazing weather all year round like no, it get, it was like 115 for 10 days straight here over the summer. It guys, sucks here. <laughs> you guys get the humidity too. Yeah, we do. And then I mean, winters obviously I can't complain to somebody out there, but um, <laughs> but North you know, North- it does get cold here. Like we get down in the 20s at night. No, um, far north we're in a little actually snow. It it does snow. Like I'm a couple well i'm probably like an hour from snow in you know three different directions where i am it doesn't it snowed maybe four i think four times in my lifetime oh okay so it's definitely more closer to the oregon border where it'll actually snow and stuff um well you know i'm not too far from like the tahoe area and the tahoe foothills and all that too it's just so i'm pretty far from the oregon border that's that would be like a 12-hour drive for me that's so great how big california is yeah <laughs> I, I, you know you watch those old like you know you watch any like documentary about the 
about the California punk scene. And they were uh-huh. like, yeah, we drove six hours from San Francisco to LA. I'm like, who the fuck does it? Yeah. New York City's six hours for me. Like, who the fuck does I've it? done that drive too, San Francisco to LA. Well, I was a passenger, but uh, yeah, no, that, that shit sucks. That, there's no direct way. Yeah. But my sisters live down in Southern California, so we do get down there, you know, a what couple is times that? a year. Four, what is like the 404 or something? Four, well, there's the 5 and 405. 405, okay. Yeah. And one of those. Yeah, like, I, I just hear about that, and I'm like, well, shit, I can, I'm an hour and a half from Cleveland. I'm an hour and a half from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm an hour from Erie. I'm three hours to Buffalo. I'm three hours to Columbus. Like, like I can't imagine yeah go to the largest metropolitan area and it takes six fucking hours that's crazy yeah well when we go visit my sisters they're in long beach um okay that's about seven eight hours yeah and then i have you know some friends in ventura santa barbara area that's about the same and then and then to get to san diego is probably what another three hours yeah san diego is about 10 hours for me depending on traffic yeah, we can go from the top of Pennsylvania to the bottom. It's like two and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> across our state, I think is across our state's like five, five, five and a half. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, the long way is like going from Ohio to New Jersey. I think it's like maybe like five hours. Like, I don't even know how long it would take if you took like the five all the way down from the Oregon border to Mexico, but... I mean, I bet you it's a good 16 hours. Yeah, at least. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That's just, yeah. but you know what though? All those states out there, like you obviously you look at a map. Yeah. The eastern side of the state is, they're all, or a country is all small states until like, uh-huh. and then when you go for, when you go more west, it's like, okay, we're Did- just, we're just going to make bigger chunks. Everything's just going to be bigger chunks now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like somebody got tired of making smaller ones. So there's like, you know what? This is a whole state. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like Colorado square. Just, this is it. This is it. This is, it. you know, this real funny coastal, th- yep, yep. This long piece of land. That's just one state. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, no, we're not, we're not, we're not breaking them down in smaller states. It's just going to be this one humongous long state <laughs> well if people in my area had their way we would definitely be two or three states yeah um, that's been a thing that's been argued for my entire lifetime that i can remember is cutting california mm-hmm. i don't think they realize how much money though how much tax revenue we'll lose up here north without even, that you know fancy too- la money <laughs> yeah. well i just learned recently too like um, they were talking about Cali because you know how they always talk about Texas succeeding and becoming its own country. Well, yeah. they were about that with California too. Yeah, and California is actually like it was either the third or fourth uh, largest producer of export services in the mm-hmm. world. Oh wow! Like California by itself is like. The, how much the California uh, manufactures and thing? It's like it's, it could be its own country. Well, yeah, our economic system. We're like the number two economic system, and I mean, the world. I think <laughs> that's what I've been saying. Like, yeah, economically and like, yeah, of course, yeah, like because you you guys have the tech ind- industry, you have yeah. the tech 
industry, you have the wine industry, you have the the or you know the 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 fruit. I mean, the amount of fruit you guys produce. Yeah, uh, and we do a lot of rice too. Um, rice, almonds. Um, we do a lot of. Um, in fact, from my area, like a lot of the sushi grade rice that's used in Japan is mm-hmm. made is grown here. Oh no way! Yeah. And then oh, well. we have peaches, almonds. We used to be, Yuba City used to be the prune capital of the world. So that was pretty exciting. Nice. <laughs> and you guys are also the number one producer of dairy dairy milk. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, I always assumed it was Wisconsin. And it's like, no, it's California. Yeah, you would think. Huh, I'll be damned. But you know what? It makes sense because you guys don't necessarily have the winters Wisconsin does. So Wisconsin is is probably has a shorter season and uh, how much milk they can produce. So it yeah, makes- that's very true. Yeah, we do have. I mean, like I, I can't complain. It it is pretty mild here considering what other people go through. I try to complain to my East Coast friends like, oh, it's so cold, and they're like, bitch, it is. 12 degrees here. That is <laughs> seven degrees here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, it's 50 here, but that's cold. Just put a sweater on and be quiet. I'm, I'm, I can't put any more layers of clothes on right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my brother. My brother lives in Vegas. And oh, yeah. Every now and again, like, he'll send me a message. He's like, dude, I had to put the furnace on last night. It's 45 degrees. <laughs> I went, dude, it's eight degrees here it was like a couple winters ago I was like it's eight degrees here because we had this crazy cold front come down from canada oh it was fucking freezing and he was like complaining about 45 and i'm like it's eight degrees and with a wind chill factor of like negative 15 honestly like-, like i can't even comprehend that i mean i've of course been in snow and you know i've been in the mountains when it's snowing and it was very cold like to me that seems like the coldest it can possibly be no, i can't wrap my head around eight degrees like that's just insane to me the coldest it ever was i was a senior in high school so this was this was the winter it was it would have been like i think february of 90 or january or february of 99 because that's the year i graduated oh, okay so we, you know, I, I had this job. I was working for a telemarketing company, you know, like part-time. And I was going to school full-time. I went to a vocational school. And so I was going to school full-time. But we had this, like, weird cold spell come in. And it was like, there, there there's like, there's a, there's a winter advisory. It's, it's going to be negative 10 degrees is for the normal temperature and a wind chill factor of, like, thir- negative 35 Mm-hmm. Well, what ended up happening is, so they were like, they were shutting down, like, they were shutting down, like, government offices, schools. Yeah. That. Well, by the second day, the temperature was actually, it got down to negative 20. Oh, my God. With a wind chill factor of negative 60 with the with 40 mile <gasps> winds. So we were locked down for like I think it was like seven or eight days. We, we like the whole, like the whole area was locked down. That is madness. Were there like a lot of casualties with that too? I would imagine like power goes out and I people... I, I, I I mean I'm sure there was there was quite a bit with the elderly. You know yeah, like, like people don't always have the means to keep their house warm. I mean you would go outside I and mean, you could have I I would I went outside I think. I don't know what I was. Maybe I went outside and checked the mail or something because our mail was kind of up away from the house. Yeah. I had like a hoodie on and a jacket. I put gloves and a hat on and I kind of pulled my hoodie up like over my mouth. Yeah. 
I went outside and it was like needles were stabbing right through your, your articles of clothing. It actually, oh my hit. gosh, yeah, yeah. I had no skin exposed, but I, you could, it was like pinpricks. Yeah, it was bizarre. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I, but I can't like comprehend that at all. I was like, do I live in fucking Wisconsin? Like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> Alaska? Like, yeah, Alaska. Well, like I had one of my cousins lived in Anchorage. He was in, um, he was in the Air Force and he was up in Anchorage and he says, yeah, he hasn't even, ex- he hasn't even experienced Alaska being as cold as that time was. Wow. Yeah. Cause he was around for that. And he's like, yeah, I was in Alaska for five years and never got as cold as that time. Yeah. I still hang out on my patio all the time. Like I do a lot of work out there. Um, whenever I have drinks at night, I hang out out there. I mean, I have a little heater, so it's pretty comfortable, but <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah that that cold is nothing compared to what you guys deal with. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, we haven't experienced anything like that since. I mean, normally right. they, we stay around. You know, the coldest like between ten and twenty. I mean, that's about okay, cold. but that's still like really, really cold to me. I think yeah. the coldest I've experienced is nineteen. Nineteen degrees. Yeah. Oh, that's cold. I mean, that's, yeah. No, it was definitely cold, but still like. <laughs> kind of feel like a weenie now (laughs) the weather report with john and amy (laughs) yeah i'm sure this is titillating for the listeners (laughs) people in california going fuck man i'm not going to pennsylvania in the winter (laughs) (laughs) you'd be smart i'd be coming to you for sure yeah Was
I joke around with my wife all the time. I was like, listen, she likes cold. Oh. She's like, yeah, I, I, I could see myself going to New England and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I want to go out west. Like, I want to go out to, like, Arizona or Colorado. And it was like, are we going to be one of those people who, like, stay together but live separate, like, live in separate <laughs> and just see each other, like, four times a year? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that might be ideal. It might make your marriage last, you know. Yeah, I might. had a friend in high school that her dad lived in Canada and her mom lived here. Um, and it wasn't like an immigration thing. I think they just preferred it. It was very strange. I didn't ask very many questions. But, like, they were very loving with each other whenever they were together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's the key. <laughs> I'll just told my wife. I was like, I'll promise to be faithful to you. I have no interest. I'm First off, I'm 41. I don't, I'm not trying to go back to the dating scene. I, oh, I love- yeah, God, that's awful. Yeah. Like, that's exhausting. Like, I have some friends who are single and the stuff they go through, and I'm like, I don't envy you. Yeah. One bit. I could not be in the dating circle pool at 41 years old. There's no way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, like, I'll stay faithful to you, but uh, you can stay in Massachusetts. I'm going to move to Arizona or (laughs) I don't like hot, though. I, I I don't like wearing a lot of clothes. Like, it just bothers me um i hate wearing shoes and socks but when it's hot there's only so much you can take off here's Cold, the thing. i can at least pile on a ton of blankets here's the thing i don't mind heat what i don't mm. like humidity yeah so humidity sucks we have we have the thing where our winters are horrible and then our summers are for about half the summer is is it's quite pleasant you know yeah you know, 85, 80 degrees. Oh, like, that's nice. But then we'll get these days where it hits like 85 and it'll be like 85, 90, but like 97% humidity. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's just, rough. Yeah, like we don't really, we get maybe two months a year where it's just like, oh, this is perfect. And the yeah. rest, it's like, why do I live in this fucking area? <laughs> like, why Yeah, I- that's kind of how it is here too. <laughs> Like, what am I doing, man? I could be anywhere in the world, and why the fuck am I here? And yeah, the- and our heat this year went into October. Like, it was over 100 degrees, you know, a week or two into October. And then all of a sudden, it was just cold. It was just fucking freezing. Yeah, like, I, I found the per- the perfect the perfect place for me, which is mm-hmm. funny because it does snow there. I loved northern Colorado. Oh. Like, north of Denver, like Fort Collins. We have, we have friends out there. Oh, cool. It snows there, but, like, it, it snows, and, like, by 2 in the afternoon, all the snows are melted. All the snows melted. Because their temperature fluctuates so quickly. It's not like around here where it snows, and then it just sits for days. Oh. So, like, it'll be like, oh, it'll snow. There'll be a couple days it snows. It's 20-some degrees, and then they'll hit a spell where it's, like, 50, and all the snow melts. Oh, wow. And plus, it's always sunny. We don't, we don't have sun much here. We're, like, in... I think I read uh, out of the 365 days for out of a year, we have around 52 days of sunshine a year. Oh, did we have so much sunshine? We're, yeah. you know, uh, most of the world knows we're like in a super crazy drought. We've had quite a bit of rain this year so far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, today it's like not a cloud in the sky, bright, clear, sunny. I think 56 is the high for today, 30 is the low. Oh, that's- um, 30 
about 40 has been about our high recently 45 oh. rainy yeah yeah we we go between you know 55 60 on most days yeah our worst in our winters like january february that's when we seem to get hit if if we if we are gonna get snow that's gonna be the time we get it is like january. yeah but you know but enough of the weather chat i'm yeah. sure <laughs> I gotta, I gotta you know, wait <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you, like, um, you're within the label. Mm-hmm. You obviously you, you Bree and Scott are geographically different, so you, yeah. like Chris, or I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who did I <Yeah>. say? Scott. <laughs> Scott. 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 We do have a Scott though. He's our social media guy, and he, I mean, which was my job. But he is amazing. Um, I'm so glad he came to us. He makes his graphics are way better than mine. He remembers to post all the time. Um, so yeah, Scott, there is a Scott, and he has made my life exponentially better. But and Chris the, is the third partner. <laughs> Chris is the third partner. He's in New York State. Yeah, he's in New York. He's in Syracuse. Yeah, Syracuse. Um, so I know that they they take care of a lot of the the bands on the eastern side of the state, and I know that you probably take care of more of the bands on the west coast. Yeah, well, Bree and I split the bands, um, and you yeah. know most of them are on the east coast. But right now, I actually am talking to a few out this way. I'm looking to sign more out here, and then I think it will be more that way. Like Bree will just pretty much take the east coast. I'll take this side. And then we'll work our way toward the middle and then take over the country. Yeah, <laughs> That's right, our plan. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, your way, you got Last Point, you got Vacant Skies, you got Bored with Fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm, then Amuse. I also have Amuse. They're kind of on a break right now um, because one of the members moved. But, um, yeah, th- they're they're planning to be back. So And they're okay. in Indiana. So they're not, you know, obviously on the West Coast, but. Oh, okay. So I, I've seen Amuse um, uh, uh, earlier this year. Amuse uh, played in Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, right, right. And uh, they my, played at the bowling alley, right? Yeah, Westside Bowl. Yeah, my okay. Boy, Gatlin opened up for them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's rad, and like that's how I met Bree. Right. I remember her going to that show, and I remember her telling me about the bowling alley and how amazing it was, and how we have to do something there. <laughs> yeah like yeah it's a it's a great place they, they constantly have stuff going on there and it's you know there's other venues too but that's the one i mean it's a bowling alley bar restaurant um it has a stages aid it has its own records record store oh dope i didn't know that there's so much shit that place does and oh i am guy- looking forward to being there I hope you can make it out when 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 we do that little festival thing. I, I hope you're able to make it out for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's I'm planning to. I mean, that's my plan for now. And yeah. if something comes up, of course, I won't be able to. But like, it's like if we can just find a fucking major band to play it. I know. Any major bands listening? Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And and every time I I I think of somebody and and just like you guys, it's like. Okay, how much are they going to cost? Are they going to re? Uh, do they have a manager? Is the manager going to respond? Is you know what? And like, like my podcast may not be the biggest thing in the world, but you know what? I've never had to deal with managers. I've never had to deal with PR people. I've never had to deal with any of that kind of shit. 
the most thing I've ever had to deal with is people who own record labels. But the uh-huh. thing I'll interview, just like you, I'll interview people that have record labels. I don't, I don't mind that. But like, I can't imagine having to deal with managers. Like, I have a buddy of mine who does a podcast. Uh, they're called. I, I'm sure you know. Uh, Our brains are. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was yeah. I, those guys, and I was like. It's like you've got bigger names on your on your program. Like, how was dealing with managers? He goes, most of the time it's not bad, but sometimes it's a fucking nightmare. And I I'm- used to book shows before, allegedly. Um, and I don't, I don't, I honestly don't understand like booking agents. Like, your entire job is to get mm-hmm. back to people, and you know, book your bands on shows. And I, as you've seen, trying to book this festival, like that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> they just will straight up ignore you. And it is so like m- mind boggling to me. It's just baffling. Like that's like, your job. And you know what? You know what's funny too is with my, my bands on my label, it's like, you know what? I'm acting as their marketer, their right. promoter, their, you know, mar- no, I'm doing all the marketing I'm doing. I'm trying to promote them. I'm, I'm, putting on shows yeah if i have to go through and if i have to go through a venue then i have to be like listen i have this band here i can get you openers i can you know what just let me know what you need you know what i'll do the flyer so i'm doing all this stuff yeah doing it all of it from my phone so constantly i'm on my phone doing something yeah me too because they're not big enough to have well most of them aren't big enough to have a manager or a PR guy or whatever. So like, right. yeah, I'm doing it all myself. And I'm like, you know, I joke around with my friend, you know, my, my, my partner, Mike with the label. And I'm like, you have it so much easier. He's like, you just worry about the tech stuff. He goes, <laughs> <"Do it." laughs> yeah, that's like Chris. He does like a lot of our, our, you know, graphic design and a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Not at all saying that he doesn't work hard, but his, he doesn't have to deal with the bands and the, <laughs> mm-hmm. And that stuff that's all out there. That's the that's the hard part. And well, it's all hard stuff, but and, and that when we started the label together, that was the whole thing because because I, I went into it having the podcast. Oh, so, okay. And he's like, You have the face, I'll be in the background because he's played in bands too. And but he doesn't like dealing with he doesn't like being in the face of things. Like he yeah. the shadows, which is not a typical front man kind of an attitude, but yeah, <laughs> you know he knows I'm the more outgoing one, and he's just like, "You do what you do. I trust you. I'll take care of everything else." Yeah, poor Chris. Bree and I are so like loud and out there, and in everyone's faces, people often don't even realize there's a third guy back there doing like some of the hard work behind the scenes. <laughs> but he probably, but he probably likes it that way though too. Yeah, I think he does. I think we have a pretty good dynamic. I'm going to have to get him on the podcast too and, and complete the trifecta of a legend. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does a lot of really interesting stuff. He um, has Syracuse music collective. Um, okay. He does a lot of band photography and stuff um, and reviews. Then he does like, he's a really good photographer and he goes to like big, not even shows like concerts and stuff oh, wow. um, and festivals. And, you know, some of his photographs are just amazing that's awesome well it seems yeah. like you have a nice a nice group you know together yeah. as everything going uh- hello queens of anarchy you're not loud enough brothers of night 
Um, Amy, before I let you go to, uh, today, um, yeah. I just want to find out a little thing. Uh, what do you guys have for going on with the label and um, Punk Box and everything else you have going on? Like, what's what's the new year looking like for you guys? Um, we, you know, we're just kind of right now meeting with our bands, talking about um, what the new year looks like for them. I know Amy Gaba right now is recording. Um, Idle Minds is planning to record very soon. Awesome. Everyone's just kind of working on their own little projects. Um, but we're in a bit of a lull, which is why I'm looking at getting some bands so we can get some new releases out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also really like to try to find a way to an affordable way to do more vinyl. We haven't, I mean, Chris has a lathe cut, a lathe cutting machine, but I want to be able to do pressed vinyl too for like, you know, not tiny runs, but medium size runs. Yeah. I'm in the same uh, situation. I keep, I keep trying to look into. It's so expensive. <laughs> I'm like, I found a place, but like, it's still, it's still like thousands. It's still like, a, you know, 50 dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, for a hundred, for a hundred, that's not so bad. Yeah, can't imagine me going to my wife, going, "Hey, so, right, <laughs> this record press for fifteen hundred dollars. What do you think? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, my husband would be like, "Uh, no, I'm the only one who works here." <laughs> yeah, my 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 wife would be like, "How much are you spending on a hundred CDs?" Yeah, yeah, a, a lot cheaper. <laughs> I've thought about getting into cassettes more so than, than yeah. I'm really liking. I have a Subaru um, also that only has a cassette player, so I'm kind of liking the bands are doing cassettes now. That's funny. We have a Subaru too, but we have the CD player. But we, ah, we, we well, have, you're fancy then. <laughs> we're we're on our third Subaru as a family. Ah, we love them, so it's cool that you yeah, a big 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 Subaru fan. <laughs> yeah, I like mine a lot too. <laughs> Um, punk box punk box is always doing stuff um Mm -hmm. and we're actually i mean each month like it's it's really fun to watch how much it's gained because there was a time where we thought we were gonna have to call it quits um i kind of over i do the purchasing for punk box Mm -hmm. um so i kind of overspent one month and it was a great box it was a really great box but then the next month we didn't get many subscribers to make up that difference and like our account was it was we barely scraped by but um so to see it like kind of come up it's been really exciting um and we try to do like a big thing every month um and there's just like so much music that you get in there too like so many new bands to discover um but we'll try to do like one fun thing and kind of do a theme like this month we didn't really want to hit on christmas so much because not everybody celebrates yeah. so we kind of did like new year's party um there's party hats in there and um shot glasses coasters um <laughs> along with all the music um, yeah so we try to make it fun each month and different like not just music but also just things that everyone likes brie always throws in candy brie is great at putting in personal touches <laughs> she no. always writes a handwritten note too on each one now how much is punk punk box a, a subscription a month um for if you just do one month it's 35 dollars. but if you do more at a time it gets cheaper it gets um cheaper. so i think three month is 95 
I don't remember all the prices. I know 12 is 180. And with the 12 month, you get, um, which we just did our bonus gifts. And we did um, exclusive punk box cookies. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like we, Bree, Cassie, and I don't even have them. These people are literally the only people. Like there are less than five of these hoodies. So, how are you? How are you not getting these things? I mean, you should be first priority, Amy. Yeah, we do get a lot of them, but these, you know, <laughs> they were a little more expensive. Five paying for one for me. I need so. to get something with a logo with the worm dragon the thing. Oh yeah, our allegedly worm. My daughter actually drew. <laughs> I, I I need to get I need to get something with that on there. Yeah, I think we are going. Do shirts. I found a really cheap shirt supplier. Um, so I think we're gonna shirts and tank tops when the weather's better. Nice. Yeah, with the worm because they'll do like garment full color printing. That's been our problem, you know. So many colors in that logo. Do we? We'll pay for that. <laughs> you got a great deal on shirts. So let me know because uh, I'm in the market of looking for design suited. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll send you this company. You have to like sign up and be approved as. A... I mean, they approved allegedly, so sure you, you could get approved. <laughs> okay, I'm not LLC or anything, so I'll see what they what they. What they we say. are, but they didn't ask for any of that information. They just oh. asked. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So you, you could probably fib your way through that. Well, that's the one thing that like, we we haven't we haven't made an actual web address yet. That's why we do everything through the Bandcamp. Oh and yeah. We're just looking to see how things go before we officially pay to have a website, pay to have a distri- you know, have the distribution yeah. set up. Oh, yeah. Up. No, we totally just jumped in both feet mm-hmm. all the way in over our heads and went for it. But I think it's, you know, kind of might be working out. Seems like we're doing all. <laughs> I tell you what, the summer got really weird because we put out two, we put out two CDs over the summer. We put uh-huh. out facts and the plan b's and yeah people just didn't want to buy you know the summer was tough our our sales slumped um for punk bucks in the summer and a lot for allegedly i think it was just the economy yeah i think people were just struggling i know i was i mean i know that's when everything started to get more expensive uh like groceries and gas gas out here is insane yeah our Um, gas coming back down i mean we we were at we were we were hovering around four four dollars a gallon for a while that that's our low price right now that's <laughs> we were of... up um like 750 oh wow it gets and then like more towards southern california it'd be like eight or nine. Oh my lord i can't even imagine oh that yeah that, that makes me so sick because we we're in a weird it's something about the the rust belt and like beginning of mm-hmm. the Midwest. That's really strange because, like, you know, the coast always seems to have okay gas. You know, New Jersey doesn't seem to be that much. Maryland doesn't seem to be that much. Virginia. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you start coming into that Great Lakes area, and you're just like, and then all of a sudden, everything starts being expensive. And I'm like, like. Yeah, that's strange. Cigarettes are like $9 a fucking pack. But you go to North yeah. Carolina, like $4 for a pack. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're uh, like 11 or yeah yeah we're like the second like we're like the second you know west coast as far as like prices of things it's like why yeah. uh, i don't know does not want people smoking though i mean there are a lot of cities here where like 
in the city, you're not allowed to smoke. Yeah, so I've heard. They're really trying I to think push they it. just think like, well, we'll just keep jacking up and. I know. I just you think know, of, no one will I, buy them. <laughs> I, I I look back when I started smoking. And I'm like, cigarettes were a dollar and a quarter, and it makes me feel so old. <laughs> I know. Like, I think about filling up the tank in my first car, and it would like fill it for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> it was a small was, tank, but we could. I had a I had a I had a little a little K car, and I was but uh, I got it when I was seventeen, and I had a I had a twelve gallon tank, and I could fill my car up for less than ten dollars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but and change. I mean, like here, put this uh, on here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like in high go, school, obviously. I would go in with two dollars, get a pack of cigarettes, walk out with seventy-five cents change. <laughs> That's insane. And then I sit Yeah, there, I, I tend to smoke when I drink I don't smoke like I used to, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't so I don't regularly buy them, but when I do every time I'm like, it's how did you just say to this? Mm-hmm. I just bought a pack recently because normally I make my own just because it's so much cheaper. Yeah, um, and it was nine twenty a pack. Oh wow! I went, Ugh. and my wife told me after the new year we're quitting. Yeah. So I'm gonna quit quit smoking, and then I'm gonna start exercising. So okay. New Year is gonna be uh, uh, kind of a kick in the balls for the first couple months while I'm doing that. So you know. Listen, yeah. people listening to Future John on the podcast, you're probably going to notice that I sound more angry. That's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Bree and I have a project we're working on where we're going to have to be photographed. Um, so we're both trying to be good. I think she's doing pretty well. I'm not. I'm trying to be a good supportive partner, but. It's okay. Yeah. time right now, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. No willpower. So <laughs> there's <Is> that. <laughs> That too. Well, the yeah. pandemic, like, I've always, you know, I've I've been heavier, but like, I gained so much weight during the pandemic, mm. and like, I went on the scale recently for a doctor's appointment, and I went, "Holy fuck, this is the heaviest I've ever been." And I'm yeah, just, and those like, doctor ones always seem to be like less heavy than my home scales. <laughs> oh yeah, like how the fuck did I gain twenty pounds in two weeks? Like I yeah, like I'm just like they just want you to be like. Hey, fatty, we're going to embarrass you. Enjoy this sliding scale. That's way different than scale. (laughs) (laughs) I see it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I I had a chatting with you. Yeah, this was fun. And um, all you listeners out there, make sure to follow us. Allegedly Records, Punk Box Rocks is our Instagram handle. Um, beyond the pit we're doing a lot of really cool reviews right now um if you're a writer and want to write for us hit us up yep and That's i'm glad all i have to say you beat me to it i was gonna ask you for all the socials you beat me to oh it. yeah yeah there we you. have it's punk box rocks and beyond the pit punk i think is our new one because <clears throat> we had to get rid of our old instagram See, and you were worried how you were going to be on the podcast. Yeah. No, I'm just awkward. So. <laughs> you're, you're not awkward. You're leading the charge, man. So, you know, you're you're good. Well, I'm awkward. <laughs> it's a weird combination. <laughs> Thanks again, Amy, for being on the podcast. Uh, for the listener, we had uh, some technical issues towards the end of the episode. So that's where the conversation ended. But um, I implore you to please go out and check out uh, all of Amy's endeavors. Um, 
uh, allegedly records, punk box, um, beyond the pit, seen the shining scene and whatever else that she is currently working on. Uh, she was an awesome guest and I had a lot of fun talking to her. Um, so until next time, thanks for joining. This is just a phase. (laughs) 